0: Gather thy night, pot and brass.
1: Hello and welcome to the Pattern Ground podcast, a place for you to discover brand new writing and music. This episode, we've got about half an hour of work from Femi Oriogan williams Maddie Danigan, Faith Taylor and Grace Atkinson. But the tradition of Pattern Ground is that whoever is hosting the show, which is me, by the way, I'm Sophie Crawford, has to share a song of their own or a piece of work uh, so that it's a level playing field so I've got a song for you to kick off. Um, this is a song about how tough it's been to meet people over this last year. I found myself staring really, really hard at strangers, just wondering if in another world and a different time we might have been friends. So this is a song called Stop at the Cemetery. Oh,
0: sleep. I always sleep deep, sleep. I always sleep deep. The day I ran, ran by the river. Oh The wagtails were gulping and flying. My cheeks were rose red, rose red as crystal My cheeks were rose red, rose red as soul Red and soul rose red and soul rose red. Rose baby!
1: We have some
2: music from Femi Oriogun Williams. Hi, my name is Femi. I'm a writer and musician based in London, and I'm going to play four tracks for you. The first two were recorded at the Timeless Thames Festival at the Steamship in London and are loosely related to the idea of the river. And the second two tracks are from my debut album project called OK Alexa, which tells the story of a love affair between Alexa and OK Google, long after human beings are extinct. Enjoy. I've crossed the Thames many times, through Greenwich Tunnel, a tower bridge, at London Bridge, which is still falling down. And there's a couple of lines I always think of by William Wordsworth. Our God, the very houses seem asleep, and all that mighty heart lies still. Wordsworth composed his poem, composed upon Westminster Bridge. And to be honest, I never much liked Westminster Bridge. It felt too far removed from West Africa. But I do like that poem. "'Our God!' he exclaims. The Romantic poets always were a bit melodramatic. "'Our God!' he exclaims. "'The very houses seem asleep, and all that mighty heart lies still.'" I guess when he wrote it in 1780-something, London was nowhere near the thriving metropolis it is now. No longer do the great rolling fields blend into chimney pots. No longer is St. Paul's the tallest building the city and Canary Wharf glower down on the archaic, domed dwarf. No longer do the romantics, their veins filled with opium wander idly through the streets. It's three weeks into my first ever lockdown, and I'm bored. Our God, I exclaim, frustrated at the stagnation of accumulated days, when I arrive at the river, at the spot on Westminster Bridge where perhaps William and his sister must have stood the glimmering dawn. The usual hubbub is absent. And I look down on the river. All that mighty heart lies still. A single cormorant lands on the foreshore. In a hospital somewhere, someone has taken off a ventilator. We built this city from the river up. We built it warts and all. We built the towers, walls and spires, hoping that they'd never fall. We worked and waited, waited, lurked. Now the world is falling down, but London Bridge stands intact. And in the tunnel beneath Greenwich, the lights for a moment flicker, plunging the lonely walker into a darkness blacker than hell itself. Oh God, the very thunder seems asleep, and all my mighty heart lies still. Uh, This next song... um was written by my granddad. Um, I found it in one of his notebooks, and he—it's about the, the the town of Bedford, uh, where he lived for many years of his life. So the words are by Trevor Hinton Williams, and I wrote the music. And it goes like this. It's called Mountains of Morning. they say that this bedford's a wonderful place though the organization is lacking in pace Though they tear up the streets and they bawl and they shout mainly of things they know little about And I hope you'll agree Is that mountains of morning drift out to the sea old Bunyan stop preaching and oh how he's missed they only considered his statue and his though the pilgrims will progress down the streets once again and feeding his pigeons is sure to bring pain So rise up right early to the river with me To see mountains of morning drift out to the sea Let's have one last chorus and let's hope that there'll be Less trouble and mourning drifting out to the sea Following a convening of world leaders who have worked tirelessly for your continued prosperity, this project, a conference which has combined the pooled resources of various states, the IMF, the World Bank, and NASA to name a few, it is with delight that we announce that in just five years' time the Cloud Kingdom shall be complete. The Cloud Kingdom is a place where dreams come true. Would you like to be the ruler of your own castle, or perhaps you want to recreate a swim in the mythological Great Barrier Reef? All this and more is available to you at the bargain price of $499,999.99. Are you tired of your body? Well, leave it with us, unleash the powers of your imagination, and finally buy the chance to put the you in Utopia.
3: Between her and the earth, is a great plastic mountain, rubbish piled up to the sky.
4: In the city filled with ghosts, time and again I'm lost. I don't know up from down, don't know wrong from right. And I can't find the exits because I'm losing sight. I look up at the red skies, where once the whales did swim. Life has turned the streets tonight blindfolded behold it the city sleeps and dreams and dreams and still i walk until the pavement turns into a dusty road on the edge of goodness knows
2: No more the center Or the edges Hear the ghosts of giants tread And in their wake they leave the dead No more the people Captive people No more the stations Filled with noise Come on the center, or the edges Hear the ghosts of giants tread And in their wake they leave the dead
1: Femi Oriogan williams is a writer and musician based in London. He's created composition for film and theatre and also radio and is a podcast producer who's worked with the likes of Somerset House, the Serpentine Gallery and the BBC. You can find him on Instagram at Lemon Femin, that's Lemon F-E-M-O-N, and on Twitter at Femi A-O-W. One, and we'll post more of his music and live performances on our Facebook and in the information underneath this podcast. Now we have some new writing from Madeline Dunagan, read by Mary Galloway.
3: An extract from Moon Shadow by Madeline Dunagan, read by Mary Galloway. Katerina plunged under, and the cool water surrounded her. She cut through it and for a moment was suspended in total immersion before breaking the surface for air. She had been coming to the ponds for years, enjoying the walk across the heath to the other side. That sense of calm when arriving at the wooded path and that thrill upon opening the gate. The water between the trees. Breathe and under into the murk. They said bigger things lurked in the dark. Sometimes one died and floated to the top, a bloated body on the water. Up again and she was in the sparkling world. Sunlight on water, nothing like it. Later, on the grass, she pulled her swimsuit down to her waist and let the sun warm her. So what if she was nearly fifty? Let them look. It was only going to happen to them too. Now, with the sun on her lids, she let herself think back to yesterday. Another failed interaction with Jean. It was a strange feeling not knowing where one's child was. Having all the threads of control that once bound them to you cut. A small part of Katerina was pleased when he left. It had felt like a holiday for a few hours. Then the fear crept in. She called Dina. Not there. Dina had been sweet, but was there a hint of judgment, too, when she asked, What did you say to him? It was busy today at the ponds. Women covered the grass and chatter drifted over. It was at moments like this that Katerina became acutely aware of her position. In short, she was alone, surrounded by others telling her what she was doing wrong. She had wiped away tears and kissed cut knees. She had shown him that, despite the nightmares, there was love in the world. So much love, she struggled to breathe when she thought about him. Only to wake up one day and realise her son was a stranger. To be alone again. Do you mind if I sit here? A girl was arranging herself next to Katerina. Her movements were awkward as if she didn't know her own body. Katerina would have liked to draw her, the way her hip bones jutted out slightly and her tummy wrinkled. It's so cold, even in summer, the girl said. It's your wet swimsuit, Katerina replied, taking out her cigarettes. Keeps you cold. The girl hugged her knees to her chest. You don't have a spare cigarette, do you? Sure. Thanks, she said. Forgot mine. This is actually my first time here. It smells a bit, doesn't it? The girl was avoiding looking directly at her. Katerina noticed with amusement; she had probably never seen so many topless women. You get used to it. Most important thing is to get warm after. Katerina took out her book, but kept the girl in the corner of her eye. After a while, she pulled down her swimsuit, slowly at first, one shoulder strap at a time, and then very quickly. The girl took out a book and Katerina saw the title. The First Circle, Alexander Solzhenitsyn. How are you finding it? Katerina said. My father gave it to me. It's meant to be really good. Yes, it is. He won this big prize, apparently. The Nobel. But I find it a bit confusing with all the different names. I just gave it to my son, Katerina found herself saying. He had become fanatical about Chairman Mao, and she wanted to show him that communism wasn't without fault. Probably the wrong thing for a 16-year-old. Something about the girl made Katerina want to tell her all about Jean. To say, I don't know where my son is. I'm just not a big reader, you know. The girl looked away, scanning the crowd. Katerina had thought they would discuss it together. Jean coming into the kitchen, book in hand, argument on his lips. Jean, lover of Russian literature, an aspiring sculptor, who would go to the Ruskin in the autumn, or perhaps Chelsea, where she taught. But, of course, Jean wasn't a big reader either. Wasn't much of anything. "'My son must be about your age,' Katerina said, trying to draw the girl back to her. "'I'm seventeen. difficult age. Now, in some ways, it's so much harder for young people. The girl made a non-committal noise. Why was she so embarrassed? Lots of pressure, I imagine. Katerina offered her another cigarette, but she refused. She wasn't embarrassed, Katerina realised, but bored. Katerina was boring her. "'Do you draw?' she said, and then, because the girl didn't respond, "'because Katerina was desperate, because it was better to shock than to bore, "'you'd make a wonderful life model.' "'There might have been slight colour in the girl's cheeks when she said, "'I'm not really into art and stuff.' "'Then she waved to someone across the field and gathered her belongings. "'Lovely to meet you,' she said, the relief of escape making her once again kind.' "'Katerina watched as she walked across to another girl. "'She watched as they sat close together "'and she felt herself bristle as they broke into laughter. "'What did you say to him?' "'Dina's question floated back to her. "'Saying the wrong thing, doing the wrong thing. "'She lit another cigarette. "'Fine, fuck them all. "'The sun was high and the heat, combined with the smoke, "'made her lightheaded. "'She hadn't asked for help and she didn't need anyone else. "'In fact... She wanted to be alone. She had come simply to have a swim and to lie on the grass, which she now did, blowing smoke into the endless sky. Finally, some peace.
1: Madeline Dunnigan is the co-founder of the magazine Ladybird, and she's currently working on her new novel. Now we've got some music from Faith Taylor.
5: Sometimes I get a little too hurt Got my mind going places it ain't wanna go Sometimes I get a little too low And I can't see myself through the fire and smoke And you like a neon light Shining through a door. Fantastic days of doom Putting me down I know why you put me down say and every time
1: Find more of Faith's music at faithtaylor.bandcamp.com Now we have
4: some poems from Grace Atkinson. The people on dinner date are actually paintings by Giuseppe Archimboldo. Because his efforts in a relationship are pastry on an onion tart And her adventure in the bedroom is chilli powder in a beef rang dang Their bums are peaches And their dicks, a prosecco bottle being popped open. Their cheeks, fish cakes. And shop-bought sweet chilli sauce in their tear ducts. They have barbecue ribs under their shirts. And their stomachs are a pork loin stuffed with apricots and rolled in parma ham. And when they ask each other, what do you get up to when you're not at work? Toasted pine nuts fall out of their mouths. And if I turn my head, they change. As if they're saying, look, I'm a lawyer, a librarian, a cook and then like, look, I'm a plate of fried meat being uncovered by a set of hands. After searching Francis Bacon Pope. Facebook is the top hit when you Google the word face and people go their whole lives not knowing the process between pig and bacon. You can watch it on YouTube how the bellies are slung skinned down on a conveyor belt and jabbed with metal teeth and how they are swung in a hot red room. Wikipedia's definition for face is the second hit where there is a photo of a woman smiling and a man with wrinkles and some penciled sketches of how a face develops in the womb. There are not any pictures of crying faces or screaming faces with their dull black mouths. Gardener's world is on TV. A sign language interpreter is stood in the top corner of the screen. She plucks and scoops at the air, her movements filling the space, speech has swept clear. In the picture beside her is a garden paradise where palm leaves stretch out across a footpath and soft succulents stoop to touch the floor. It makes me think about the oranges that you sliced each morning with their skins stacked on the kitchen side, about the jumpers you kneaded like dough, your back curved over the bathtub edge. That was the paradise you built for me while the vows of what we couldn't say were being shaped with your hands. Gender reveal. So we pop balloons and pull strings from boxes, bat a pinata, twist the bottom of a confetti cannon. We slice the cake. We lead the horse covered in ribbons out from behind the barn, strike the exploding baseball, put the exploding golf ball fit a car exhaust with powder and let the wheels spin and that bubblegum, rose, magenta, peach, lemonade, salmon, cerise, punch, fuchsia, watermelon, pink or that cyan, sky, carolina, royal, electric, true, blue, decides the space that surrounds us and she is holding her face and falling to the floor and he is running with his hands clenched in the air and once Someone played a trick by putting both colours in the box and once the balloon was let go before it was popped and once a target filled with explosives caused a wildfire and once the cake came out green instead of blue and everyone had to pretend like they hadn't noticed.
1: You can find more of Grace's poems and more about Grace on her Instagram at atkinson. She's one of the poets that leads the Pattern Ground Poetry Workshops and she also leads her own poetry workshops, so do check them out. Thanks for listening to the Pattern Ground podcast. You can find out more about any of the writers and musicians that you've heard on this episode and any ones that you've been interested in in previous episodes by going on our Twitter or Facebook if you just search for pattern ground you can also now support pattern ground or any of the artists by going to paypal.com forward slash paypal me forward slash patternground we will be back next month with lots more new writing and music so please do join us I've been Sophie Crawford and this podcast has been produced by Anina Lehman. Oh, and if you'd like to get in touch with us about anything at all, you can email us at patternground at gmail.com.